to encourage you, to equip you, and to empower you to fulfill God's divine destiny for your life. Hi, this is Jen Tringale. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so glad that you decided to listen in to our podcast and I pray that this just speaks to you and the season of life you're in and wherever you're at, that it encourages you, but that it inspires you and maybe causes you to think a little bit differently than you have been and just awakens the destiny seat of God on the inside of you. Well, we are in the month of December, such a busy month as we head into the Christmas season and so much happening, events and planning and everyone getting ready to celebrate Christmas. I know Christmas is a busy time for me. I am typically uh, traveling quite a lot. And in the month of December, I have the privilege and the opportunity to be part of a lot of Christmas events. And I so enjoy that time. There's just something special about coming into events with family and friends and coworkers and people that have been serving God together and celebrating together. It's such a joyous time, and it's just a special thing to get to be a part of. And I've watched during the Christmas season that it can really evoke quite a lot of different emotions on the inside of all of us. I know typically it's supposed to be a time where we are surrounded by people that we love, but because of that, sometimes it can evoke some loneliness in people, whether they're missing some loved ones that have already gone to be with the Lord or things that aren't quite right in their lives or broken relationships, and a lot of those things can get uh, churned up on the inside of us. But I believe that Christmas can be a time where even in the middle of all of that, whether your Christmas picture is perfect or almost perfect or nowhere near perfect, whether it is an ongoing celebration or a fight through some lonely places, I believe God actually wants to use the Christmas season to restore some things to us and bring some things back together on the inside of us. Christmas is a time where the Spirit of God really reaches out for all of us, and we celebrate that. I always thought it was so interesting that when it came time to announce the birth of Jesus for the first time in the earth, that God released a host of angelic ones to go and tell the news first to a group of shepherds. And those angels, as we read the account, we know announced peace on earth, goodwill toward men. And they announced this to a group of shepherds. What a crazy way to announce the birth of the Savior of the world. But you know, God never does anything without having specific purpose attached to it. And wouldn't you think that he would announce the birth of a king to a king? Wouldn't you think he would announce the birth of the Prince of Peace and the wise counselor to the wisest men and women of that day, to the judges and nobles. But he announced it to a group of shepherds. Well, in that day and time, the shepherds were actually the outcasts of society because they spent so much time in the fields and they were missing from community events and gatherings and important celebrations. They were really known as the outcast. 
And so I believe one of the things that God was doing was making a point by announcing this powerful news that the Savior of the world was born to a group of shepherds. He was saying that in the Savior of the world being born, God, your heavenly Father, is reaching for all. There is something about the Spirit of God in Christmas that reaches for all of us. I believe the other thing that happens in this Christmas season and and what the Spirit of God brings through this time is that He reaches for all of us, but He inspires all of us. You know, I think of that passage in Luke chapter 1 when the angel Gabriel came to Mary and announced to her that she was going to be carrying the Son of God. And Mary's first response in Luke chapter 1 and verse 34 was, How can these things be since I know not a man? How is this going to happen? And the angel of the Lord gives Mary an answer. And the answer that he gives her is enough to answer all of her questions, to put her mind at ease, and to inspire a faith in her that is beyond human reasoning. What was it? What was this complete, powerful answer that the angel Gabriel gave to Mary that inspired such faith in her? We find it in Luke chapter 1 and verse 35, and it says, The angel answered and said to her, Mary, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also this holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And then he said, Behold, your cousin Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Next, we see this faith, this out of her mind faith that this inspires in Mary. In verse 38, it says that Mary replied, Behold, look, here I am, the handmaiden of the Lord. Be it unto me according to your word. And the angel of the Lord departed. This powerful answer that inspired such faith in Mary is the same answer and promise that you and I have from heaven today. And that is that you and I do not walk alone. But in fact, we are overshadowed by the power of the Holy Ghost. And there is something supernatural. There is something creative that happens when you are overshadowed by the power of the third person of the Godhead, that it makes what is impossible possible. It makes what has been barren begin to give birth. It causes seeds of destiny to begin to grow and mature on the inside of you. And it sets every bit of doubt and confusion to rest. It's interesting that in this same moment, the angel Gabriel also lets her know that there is another woman carrying another destiny child. And that is her cousin Elizabeth, who is carrying John the Baptist. And these two men carried very different messages, similar but different. John the Baptist was called to carry a message to inspire something in us, in humanity, 
to convict us of the fact that we need God. He literally carried a message to the multitudes and he would tell them, you brood of vipers. You are the offspring of vipers. You don't even know that you're feeding on each other and you need God. You need a savior. And this message of a need for God was a message that had to go forth to convict the world of their need for a savior. But there was a message that followed that of John the Baptist. And that was the message that Jesus was called to bring forth, the one that we celebrate at Christmas time. You see, John addressed the multitudes as a brood of vipers, but Jesus came and spoke to them as the sons of God. Jesus treated men as noble ones and assumed that there was the possibility of becoming the sons and the daughters of God, there was the possibility of nobility in them. You see, there was something about the message that Jesus carried that aroused in us a quest to want to know him. There's something that happens in this Christmas time, and I think it moves beyond just that first knowing that we need a Savior, but there's something that the birth of a Savior awakens in us, and that is once we realize we have a Savior, there is an awakening of a love and a longing to know Him. It wasn't that the world just needed a Savior. It was that we needed to be in relationship with our Savior. And Jesus came to stir up a passion to know him, to translate us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Jesus came with a message that he is the savior of the world. And he came with a message that humanity was no longer to be judged by his roots, but more so by his fruit. That humanity was no longer going to be judged by its origin, but by its destination. Jesus coming, the Savior of the world, was not just to convict us and leave us there, was not just to call us what we were dead in our sins, but to awaken us to a nobility of being in relationship with the Son of God, that we are now found in Him, that by receiving Jesus as our Savior, that we were being transferred and set into a family. I think there's a lot of people at Christmas time that even being surrounded by family and friends and groups of people, they still fight an aloneness deep on the inside of them. And sometimes there's not a person that can really touch that place in our heart. We might know that people around us love us, but there's just something about stealing away and finding a moment and saying, Jesus, I know you're my Savior. And Jesus, I'm so grateful that you came. And Jesus, I long to know you. I long to love you. I long to be in relationship with you. And in this Christmas season, I'm going to take a moment with you. You see, I believe in this Christmas season that it does reach for all of us. It inspires all of us but it also humbles all of us. 
and the reason that it humbles all of us. I think it's summed up so well in such a famous song that we sing at Christmas time, O Holy Night. And it says in that song, Long lay the world in sin and error pining until he appeared and the soul felt its worth. There is something about taking a moment with Jesus at Christmas time as we celebrate the Savior of the world being born. And taking that moment and letting the message that he brought dawn on our hearts again. And in that moment is when our souls truly feel their worth. It could be that maybe you need to let Jesus help you feel your worth. It could be that you really need that moment with him that you're long overdue for a moment of letting this gift of the Son of God dawn on you, the reality of Jesus being sent for you and for me, and that this gift of the Prince of Peace is being just as much given to you today as it was the first time the angels proclaimed, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. I love the last part of that verse in the song, O Holy Night. It says, A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. I want to encourage you and remind you that just like Mary, you and I are overshadowed by the power of the Holy Spirit. And whatever questions of life, whatever questions of next steps, whatever questions of how are these things going to be that you might be finishing up the year with, your answer can be found in the same answer that was given to Mary. It's going to be because you are being overshadowed by the power of the Holy Ghost. And this holy thing that you carry, it shall come to pass. Whatever it is that God's planted in your heart, God is moving you into a particular time and place where those things are going to be able to take shape and take form on the inside of you, where they're going to begin to move in you and they're going to cause you to move, that you're going to have some understanding and some knowings coming because you are birthing something new that is going to take you forward in God's plan and purpose for your life. Let your answer be the same. God, be it unto me as you have spoken. According to your word to me, I will stand upon your word and I will be at rest. I want to say to each one of you that listen to our podcast, Merry Christmas to you. Peace be to you wherever you're at. And I pray that even if it's late at night, at the last moment, whenever it is, I pray that you would take a moment, maybe even right now, And let the Savior of the world that has been born to you and to me, that's been sent for us, let the reality of who he is speak to your heart. Take a moment with him and let Christ in you, the hope of glory, fill your heart and your mind. Let your soul feel its worth. Merry Christmas. God bless you.